All right, guys, our next guest is the former UFC middleweight champion. And at this rate, might be adding Call of Duty champion to the list as well. New York's own Chris Weidman is officially back on Submission Radio. Chris, man, it's great to have you back on the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. And we got to get a look at the, the Law MMA t-shirt. It's a... I love it. I love when people adapt the Run DMC shirts and you got Law MMA. Absolutely awesome. I have to ask you, right off the bat, complete random question. Dennis mentioned Call of Duty. I remember one time in New York, you and DC had some kind of Madden competition going with, I believe, $1,000 per touchdown. DC's words. Who won that competition and do you still game with DC? So it actually never happened. Oh. What? Guy Volante actually played him in Madden head, heads up, face to face, and and smoked Cormier like three times. So and and Volante is like my little biatch when it comes to video <laughs> games. So the fact that he was doing that to Cormier means there's literally no chance of Cormier beating me. Madden. If if, if Cormier watches this, uh, what does he have to do to earn a challenge against you? Who does he have to beat? Ah uh, man, he he. I'll I'll take the challenge. He could come. He could play me anytime he wants, but he won't. It, the only thing that I ask for is that it's public and that mm. other people can see. Because I I don't want to hear him lying to everybody saying that he beat me or whatever he wants to say. I just want I want everybody to see the complete domination that I put on him. Ah, uh, because that- he's so it's got to go down at some point. You and him on your Twitch Madden with a thousand dollar per touchdown bet still be on. He's the one who offered it. Hey, man, he's retired. He's making good money. Hell yeah, let's go. You're going to make him return to fighting, Chris. He's going to spend all of his retirement money on this Madden game. Here, I'm not worried about myself. Not because I'm super rich, but because there's no way he's winning anything for me. <laughs> well, there you go. We'd love to see it. Um, while we're on the topic of AKA, guys, we were doing a little bit of stalking on your social media, and we noticed, obviously, a lot of pictures and posts from you about uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, and I know that it, it seems to me like you were kind of, you know, touched by his story and journey on his way to, to this final fight. Um, just because it is fresh, I'm curious, w- were you guys close? Um, I mean, we, we've uh, met, you know, more than a few times. And uh, I just have a lot of respect for him. Um, not only uh, for him as a fighter, but for him as a person. Um, just I, I just respect people who have discipline. And he might be one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. You know, obviously super religious. He really stayed true to that throughout his whole UFC career as a champion, which is not easy to do. Not drinking, smoking, not going out to the bars and drinking. I mean, it really is something that um, he took the he took the road less traveled, and he did it great. Um, and for him to end his career undefeated with dominating wins, I mean, it's, it's really uh, – inspiring and and uh, awesome to see because that doesn't happen very often yeah it was absolutely a historic moment in the sport um but we're thankful because we know you're not going anywhere anytime soon and we saw you had your eyes on a few guys in the division lately what's the latest as far as the chris weidman return and and sort of who are you looking at man um honestly right now i'm empty uh, empty-handed um <laughs> it, it was exciting like last week you know i had all these names thrown at me uh, this week, it's been uh, absolutely nothing, um, a nothing burger. Uh, <laughs> so originally, like, so I don't know. I uh, they, they offered me Chibmiev. I said yes. Then I started getting really excited about it. And then I said, well, so I have a little bit of a rib injury right now, cartilage rib injury. 
And uh, if anybody's ever had that, it's, it's just a pain in the ass. You got to be really careful with not um, like re-injuring it or bothering it. Um, so I kind of work, got to work around that right now. So I told him I'm down to fight whoever in mid-January, but I really want that Chimia fight just because uh, everyone acting as if everyone's scared of him and all that. And, um, and, and to me, I always want to fight the best guys. And so if everybody thinks he's th- that good, uh, let's see, let's see it, you know, and, um, I have a hard time imagining anybody throwing me around, you know, uh, and any of my losses, it was like, it wasn't like a dominant win. It was, you know, holy crap out of nowhere. Um, and, and fights that I was winning other than my Reyes fight. Um, and so I just have a hard time. Anybody manhandling me and throwing me around. I just can't imagine that happening. Um, so I would love to, I would love to see that if that's where everybody thinks that he could do. Um, so that kind of excited me, but then all next thing I know, he's finding the number three guy, um, uh, at welterweight, which is bizarre, but good for him. And, um, so obviously my fight with him probably is not going to be happening anytime soon if I had to guess, but, um, also actually right before that fight, right before I, I, I told them I want to fight Chimiev, they had offered me Brunson for mid January, which is when I told them I would be ready. And I said, yes. Mm. And they. UFC said, um, all right, it's not a done deal. We got to talk to Brunson and then whatever. And then from what I've heard, he turned that fight down. He didn't want to fight me. Um, supposedly, um, I don't think he thinks I'm worthy of his presence at this point. He's trying to fight guys high in the rankings, which is crazy to me because, you know, you know, I got I was happy for Brunson after his last after his last win against Edmund Shabazian. Um, you know, I actually direct message we, we direct message back and forth, you know, and, um, you know, so I, you know, I have a hard time just calling them out. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just think it would be a good fight, um, to bring both of us up. And, um, yeah, he, his last, he, he's on a three fight win streak, you know? So I guess he's feeling like he deserves more, but if you look at the three guys he's fought, uh, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. You know, Ian Heinrich is probably his best win. Um, that's a guy who lost to the guy I just beat, Omari Akhmedov, which was not the greatest performance on my behalf, but I got the job done. Are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're listening, man. This is great. All right, I'm just making sure. <laughs> uh, just talking to yourself on the balcony about Derek Brunson. <laughs> right. Living the dream. I'm gonna be making thousands, of, thousands of dollars off of Cormier. Yeah. What? Either you're outside, you're talking, you're not talking, or you're. All right. My son wanted to join. <laughs> Out of him. What's up, CJ? Hey. Hi. Nice. Hey, yeah. CJ. <laughs> what are you doing? We're just an interview, so. <laughs> if they if they sound funny, it's because they have a different accent. <laughs> um. Okay, so sorry. Um, yeah, so Brunson was. I, I was. I got excited about that fight. You know, I thought it'd be good. He said no. Then I said, you know, the Chimiev fight sounds amazing. Let's do that. I got pumped for it. Just I love proving people wrong, and there's a lot of hype behind them. I said, let's go. Um, and then that stopped. So all I know right now is that Brunson didn't want to fight me, um, and then Chimiev is fighting at welterweight. So. As of right now, I got nothing. I'll be ready in mid-January for whoever. Um, I preferably a big fight, someone that elevates me and excites me. Um, 
but yeah, I'll take any. I'll take anybody. I get paid to fight, so. Mm. I just want to touch on uh, Chimaev just quickly. Are you disappointed that it's uh, against Leon Edwards? And if he does lose against Leon, because Leon is obviously one of the top guys in the division, it's quite a step up in competition. Do you lose interest in fighting him once he gets defeated? Is the big call in that one being the first guy to give him that loss? Most likely, yeah. Most likely, uh, if he loses his next fight, the, the interest would just be completely gone. Especially a guy with his record, you know, with, with his experience level, which is really not much. You know, the reason why I was taking that fight is because there was so much hype behind him and so, and so many people thought he was really good. Um, but if he was to be... If he was to lose and be exposed by Leon Edwards, what am I? What's the purpose of me fighting him? Mm. Well, absolutely, and also with Leon Edwards, if he if he's fighting such a top guy at welterweight, you got to think the the UFC want him to stay in that division, unless it's going to keep going between welterweight and middleweight. But I want to ask you, obviously, uh, Marvin Vittori called you out on Twitter. He had some things to say about you, and he was claiming that uh, the fight against you was offered. And I believe his words were that um, you didn't take it or you didn't want the fight. Can you shed some light on that? What exactly happened there? Was it even offered to you? Yeah, so that, yeah, I had that fight among other fights offered to me um, after, right immediately after I fought Omari Akhmedov and for weeks later. And I continuously told my manager, I said, listen, that's exact. So right after my fight is when I moved to South Carolina, like a week after was my closing date then we had to fly down so i moved i moved or well, we drove down yeah but we uh, <laughs> some corrections over here chris come on <laughs> cj with the backup <laughs> chris with the lies <laughs> lies i'm a liar now yeah so we didn't fly we drove and uh so we had to bring my family up here and get them all settled in and get you know help get them settled in for me to get settled in my training situation down here, my kids' situation, my wife's situation. So I just had way too much going on. You know, I never left New York in my life. I never, as far as, like, moving somewhere else. And um, so I had a lot on my plate. So I just said, listen, I'm not ready to take any fight right now. Um, so when Vittoria was in the midst of calling me out like crazy, um, I was not. I was telling the UFC, I'm not taking any fight right now. You could offer me anybody. I, am, I have to focus on my family right now. A few weeks go by, and then I get my life set a little bit more. I could kind of see when I'd be available to fight, and now I said I'll be ready mid-January. He's already booked with uh, – then he actually was supposed to fight the guy who uh, – he was supposed to fight the guy who I just fought and who they – it would have been a, re- a rematch because they had a, a draw. Um, and then now uh, who's he fighting? Then something else happened. Then my guy, the guy Omari Akhmedov backed out, and now he's fighting – who? No, he's not fighting Shabazian. Who's he fighting? Marvin Vittori? Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting fight, somebody. Oh, he's fighting Josh Ray. He's fighting Josh Ray. Right, he's right. That's fighting. right. He's not fighting Chris Weidman. I can tell you he's not fighting. He's not fighting Chris yeah, Weidman. He's not fighting me either. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, Chris, before we move on, I just wanted to get, get your thoughts on Polo Costa as a potential opponent. I know he had that tough fight against Israel Adesanya, but would, would he be on your list of guys to potentially fight if he's ready in January? Yeah, I think that's I think that would be a good option. Anybody anybody that could elevate me, um, you know that I'm in. So I think that obviously he just uh, got finished fighting for the title, um, and so yeah, absolutely. Well, the good thing about a Costa fight, it's a sexy fight on paper, but also like a win over him would get you right back into the title picture. 
But, you know, every fight is sort of about stakes as well. It looks like Israel might be uh, taking some time off or at least the rest of the year to help out his teammate. And then uh, he may go up to light heavyweight uh, to, for his next fight. I don't know if I don't know how 100 percent that is, but it's a possibility. What do you think it sort of does to the division uh, if that happens? Um, if he goes up to light heavyweight, you're saying? Yeah, for his next fight. If. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it, uh, I don't really know. Obviously, it kind of puts a middleweight division on a pause. And then for middle, middleweight division, get, kind of gives the middleweight division a little bit more time to figure out another couple of contenders. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, you know, obviously I would love to fight Israel. I think it would be a great matchup for me, but, you know, I don't think it's going to happen yet. Um, uh, it might not be a bad time for him to go up to 205 and then come back down, you know, go up for a fight. Because right now, I mean, I guess the Whitaker fight would be the fight that they would try to make. Uh, so if they don't make that, then I could see him going up to 205. But who knows with John Jones. I think it would have to be. I guess uh, I guess him fighting for the like the title at 205 or or John Jones. I feel like that's the only two matchups that would be interesting. Mm. I think we've worth, you know. I think we've spoken to you about the John Jones fight before, but I'm just curious, just quickly on the Yan fight. Who do you have winning that one? Yan obviously putting on an impressive performance to win the title over Dominic Reyes, and uh, Israel Adesanya doing so great at middleweight, obviously fighting up up in heavyweights before as well. Wait, with uh, wait, who do I who do I think between John Jones and Jan or or uh, Israel and Jan? Israel and Jan. Um. So to be honest, I actually think I got Israel in that fight, and I, I love Jan. I just think I think I'm just thinking of the styles. Um, Israel is definitely you know he's really good on the feet. Um, he's kind of he's you know he's a wizard on the feet, and Jan's gonna be not looking to take him down. He's gonna be trying to knock him out and. Which could happen, absolutely. But I, I would put my money on Israel playing it super smart. He's not afraid to play it super smart. Look how he played it with Yol Romero um, and even Costa. You know, before he, you know, he, he was super smart in that fight. You know, he kept his distance and he worked his little calf kicks and um, and then came in came into the uh, into the box. I guess I would say um, when it when it when when it when he should you know um yeah so i actually think israel could probably, you know i think he would actually beat young mm. i know you mentioned before that israel is a good matchup for you and we've had a few of the top middleweights on this show before sort of tell us what they think the game plan is to beat a guy like israel i'm just wondering what why is he to you such a good matchup and what do you think is the right approach to beating a guy like israel adesanya it seems like a lot of his previous opponents couldn't really figure out the best way to approach the fight he's honestly another he's another anderson silva with all due respect which is a good amazing fighter you know um but he's a guy who is long and creative on the feet and keeps it keeps the distance but when he is grabbed by a wrestler like me um who could maintain a pace and control on the on the ground? He, they're in trouble. Bad matchup, pressure, and who could get his hands on him? And I and I and I could promise you, I'll get my hands on him. And um, 
And I don't think he's ready for that. You know, he hasn't really gone against any wrestler that brings pressure and, and takedowns and who has control. You know, like, Yo Romero's an amazing wrestler, but he doesn't take, he doesn't really even take people down. You know, he relies on his, uh, on his knockout power on the feet. He hasn't gone against a guy who could bring wrestling and pressure and submissions like I can. Hmm. Imagine if you were the guy to dethrone Israel, uh, yeah, Anderson Silva and then Israel Adesanya. Um, I have to ask you, though, he put up that video of uh, you guys, I think, in some kind of store. You were on the phone. Do you remember that that, that video? Do you remember when, when you guys met? Where, where and when was that? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, so we were at we were in uh, New York City or Jersey. Yeah, we're, I think we were in New Jersey actually at one of the fights, and um, so we were to- talking a little bit back and forth at the actual fights. Um, he was respectful, you know, it was all good. And then um, he had like one fight in the UFC at this point, so he really wasn't on my radar. Um, and then late late night in Dunkin' Donuts, I, I remember seeing him again. Um, and I guess he was filming me. And I guess he happened to film me when I was in the Dunkin' Donuts line. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't saying anything like that to my face. What was your reaction when, when, when you saw that video? I imagine <laughs> yeah. you would have had no idea you were being filmed. What's that? What was your reaction when you saw the video online? Because you would have had no idea that you were filmed. Yeah, just like crazy. This guy standing on you know i'm in there i'm saying what's up to him everything's cool and he's behind me doing little videos i just think it's like uh, a little crazy a little i don't even know how to describe it um but you know whatever yeah, I mean, it, it adds fuel to the fire and sort of creates a cool history for if and when you guys fight one day. Uh, I want to ask you about, obviously, Anderson Silva because he's fighting this coming weekend at Uri Hall. But before we do, a quick reminder. If you want your balls to be performing at peak performance, there's no better men's grooming kit and hair trimmer than the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped.com. They are big friends of the UFC. They are big friends of fellow other MMA podcasts and I believe Israel Adesanya himself and they're giving away a sexy promo code using the code submission and you get 20% off. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. What about this? The crop mop. Look at that. The ball wipes. Take a look at that. It's not just about the trimmer at manscaped.com. There's a bunch of awesome products you can jump on right now. Use the code word submission, get 20% off and get free shipping. Get your boys down there ready for whatever big moment it can be. It could be a gym session. It could be a date. It could just be you sitting at the office and not wanting to stink out the rest of the colleagues. That's the manscaped.com code word submission. But anyway, Chris, speaking of things coming up, I mean, Anderson Silva is fighting Uriah Hall in his last fight, his retirement fight, this coming weekend. I just want to get your thoughts on the fight and also on the fact that he's retiring because you guys have had so many historic moments that you've shared and that octagon together. Yeah, I'm, and I'm also tied to Uriah Hall. Yeah. That was a huge fight at the time uh, locally. Um, but when it comes to Anderson Silva... Um, it's crazy, you know. I, I I try to focus on the good that he that he's had in the in the UFC, which is um, he's had an amazing career. Uh, you know, I've always had loved watching him fight, you know. But failing for steroids and stuff like that, you know, I just start I I lose respect for a lot of guys, you know, that I see fail for steroids, and um, that bothers me. But if I was to put that aside, obviously he's had an amazing career and. Um, 
you know, uh, I mean, shoot, he just, he, and, he's, and he hasn't been looking bad in his last few fights, you know. He had a close one with Israel Adesanya. I don't know. I think um, it should be good. I, if I was to put all my money on who I think is going to win this fight, who would you say, CJ? Who we got? You're right, whole answer, so. I think Silva. think Silva? I don't know. I think I think Uriah Hall has more interest of winning uh, than than Anderson Silva does. I think I think Anderson Silva wants to put on a show and do something awesome and put on a good fight. And I think Uriah Hall has interest in that as well. But I think he would love to get a win over Anderson Silva. Mm. Just as we let you go, Chris, like when you when you think about Anderson, if you sort of close your eyes and like have all these memories of him, I know for fans like us, it, it could be the, the the Belfort knockout, all sorts of highlights, but you spend so much time around the guy. What is it? What is sort of one Anderson memory that stands out to you, whether it was in a fight or just some random backstage thing that you guys were talking or something? What, what is it to you? Um, man, uh, yeah, we did a lot of press. We did, we did create a whole press, world press tour. Brazil to New York City to California, um, multiple cities, um, and yeah. So I definitely spent a lot of time with him. I mean, one of the good moments I remember him. We we did this huge signing after the after the first fight, going into the second one in New York City. The lines were wrapped, you know, around the building multiple times. It was it was crazy. Um, and I had my son, CJ, who was here and, uh, he, he was with me. He might've been, well, he was, I guess one, yeah, because it's 2013. Yeah. Yeah, You're one. And, uh, (laughs) he's like, I remember this. (laughs) And Mr. Silva was, you know, he came over to my table. We were talking. I think my dad might've been there. Uh, my wife and and my son. And, uh, he, you know, I'm pretty sure he took a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, that said, I remember that video. He remembers it. He remembers it. Yeah, it was it was cool of him. And then and then some of the negative memories that I've had other than fighting, but backstage stuff is one that Longo can't stand them for, Matt, and they all witnessed it. But before my first fight with him in the backstage, um, heading out to Wayans, you know, and I was getting ready to walk out and Longo he went he was sitting down somewhere. He was supposed to be standing next to me because you and one cornerman are supposed to get ready uh, you know, supposed to be uh, getting ready to walk out for the weigh-ins. And uh Longo was sitting down somewhere, so I was by myself on the line and um and apparently he came behind me and started mocking me and dancing behind me with his full crew. He had like, you know, fifteen guys, huh. fifteen planes, and I was on my I was by myself and I didn't really I didn't really realize. But apparently Matt and Ray and them all noticed and they were they were like, Yo, F this guy, um like, you know, tomorrow we're gonna put him in his place. So I just thought that was like a a piece of dirt move and bully maneuver. To be, you know, doing that behind me, but whatever. Um, you know, for him twice. Yeah, and the very next night, you knocked him out to become the the champion. So, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I think it ended pretty well for you, man. Look, uh, we can't wait to see what's next for you, Chris. We want to see you get a fight. I'm also impressed by the fact that you want to fight in January, meaning that no New Year's, no Christmas. I think you're one of the most disciplined men in MMA. So, I think you deserve a well, nice juice. I might make it March. Yeah, now that we've mentioned that. We just that. pushed back the date by a few months. We reminded Chris of all the bad things. 
Well, we hope to see you with a big juicy matchup and we hope to see this Madden challenge between you and DC, hopefully on your Twitch. Don't forget to follow the man on Twitter, Instagram and Twitch at Chris Wyburn. We appreciate your time, Chris. Um, enjoy the rest of your night in, uh, in I believe, Carolina uh, with your son, CJ, man. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Say bye, CJ. Bye. See you, CJ. Bye. Bye, CJ. Uh, thanks. thanks, Chris. Bye-bye.